Blog Talk Radio. First, there was a dream. Now, there is reality. Who is number one? Africa's reascension is number one. We were decultured during the diaspora, slavery, and so forth. It's very important for us to understand how we were recultured and reorganized. We are not uncultured simply because we don't have African culture. You see, we have been what? Recultured and rearranged and restructured. You see, and we must understand in depth how that restructuring took place and how it expresses itself. In us, in the way we relate to each other, you see, because it is this reculturation ultimately that we must do what? We must reconstruct. We must tear down. We must remove outside of ourselves. So it's not enough to say what we have been acting as a people, a high African culture, what taken away from our people. But we must come to understand how we have been newly created by another people, and how does that new creation? under their power, represents itself in our personalities and in our social lives, in the way we think, in the way we behave, in the way we Africa. perceive the world, in the way we relate to each other and the whole day. Because it's, it's with that understanding that you design an educational curriculum for African children. The way the system of European control works Africa. is that you have to accept Africa. a concept of reality which makes them superior. If you deny that, their thing will not work. And they will lose their control. The white and their offspring understood that if we continue to practice our culture, that's when we always overthrew them anytime they invaded our country. Africa's reascension. Hetepu Yimhotep. Indamana, Indamanesh, Nangadeh, Majwo, Kedu, Abaragani, Salbona, Anisogoma, Kapango, Peace, War, War. Pan-African Greetings family, you've entered Africa's reascension, and I'm your host, Kamal Mukasey Tahuti. We'll start off this show as usual with an apaya libation which deliberately calls upon the energies of our African gods, our African spirit forces and the forces of those yet born to guide and bless this endeavor. I go, I go, I go. Odumakuma and Yame and Yame Wa. Amen. Amen that Mawulisa Olorum. Amen Ra. Beje Yensa. Asasaya Yensa. Abasum Yensa. Abasum Po Yensa. 
Nana Sergebe inside. Nana Esaketua inside. Nana Dada Kofi inside. Nana Tigare. Nana Tigare. Nana Tigare inside. Nana Sankofa inside. Nana Wusi inside. Nana Asi inside. Nana Adwo inside. Nana Adwa inside. Nana Bena inside. Nana Abena inside. Nana Wuku inside. Nana Kui inside. Nana Yao inside. Nana Ya inside. Nana Fi inside. Nana Afi inside. Nana Amen Men inside. Nana Amen Miniwa inside. Mojuba Shango. Mojuba Oya. Mojuba Oshun. Mojuba Ogun. Mojuba Alegba. Ancha Herek Chahuti. Ancha Herek Asar, Ancha Herek Aset, Ancha Herek Sekmet, Ancha Herek Herukahuti. Yeshrimo Yansa, Yeshrimo Ahodin, Yeshrimo Anchera, Yeshrimo Sikapa, Yeshrimo Ankwasu. Yeshremo and Kwaso, Abasu Fao. Yea, and Kwaso. As to you, Odomakuman, and Yame, and Yame Wa, Amen, Amenet, Mawulisa, Olorun, Amen Ra, Hapawakata. Use me and this form to transmit clear African centered theoretical and practical information so those listening can use it for their own transformation back into the sovereign Africans they once were. May I speak directly to their soon-soon, their spirit, their ori, or their ka-kra, and their okrawa, their spiritual head, and their ab, the heart, which for Kemet was the seat of intelligence. And may these words awaken the long, dormant, and asleep African inside of them. Kum, Achiwarefo, Nyena, oh. Kum, Oporfo, Nyena, oh. Kum, Achiwarefo, Nyena, oh. Medasi Pa, Medasi Bio, Mo Piafo, Mo Ne Casa, Medasi Nana no. Yo, Medasi Nana no. The apaya or libation is an ancient practice that is still done to this nanosecond in all rural traditional areas throughout the continent. Past, present, future become one as those of tomorrow look upon what we are doing now and drawing strength from and doing the rituals of yesterday.
This is your host, Kamal McCasey Tahuti, and I'm going to do a lot of yapping because we got a, this is one of our interview shows with a magnificent brother and a friend of mine, so I want to give him as much time as possible. Um, but again, thanks. Thank you, everyone, who have been listening and downloading and sharing. Um, Adasi also to everyone who's been picking up How to Make a Negro Christian even though uh, outside of after February we've fallen out of the number one spot. You know, we had number one for January and February. We're still in the top five. Um, the book is still hot, hot, hot. Um, just gave some more to um, Sankofa Bookstore here in D.C. Within the week we're going to be shipping some out to Chicago. Um, I think it's Underground Bookstore, um, and they still are, are – in heavy demand up in Baltimore at everyone's place. Um, so please check that out, How to Make a Negro Christian at lulu.com slash kamal301. Um, the only announcement that we're going to make today is um, last Friday, not two days ago, but last Friday, I was on a blog talk show doing an interview. Um, it was the TRS show, which stands for Talk Real Solutions. <sighs> what to say about it? What I'll say is I would advise folks to listen to the first two hours of the show and um, do other things for the rest of the time. Um, it went south. After the two-hour mark, after they open it up for um, Q&A, and and I also feel that myself personally, I don't, I don't think I represented um, real African spirituality as well as I could have. So probably next Sunday, our show will be 
um, dedicated to um, fully answering um, questions that callers had asked when I wasn't given enough time to fully delve into it because of some of the chaos and confusion that was going on, as well as rebutting, quite frankly, some of the more asinine, stupid, and anti-African being posed as African concepts and thoughts that were going on on that show. Um, if you have to subject yourself to it, again, it's, uh, it was called it's TRS, and then they've got my name, Kamal Tahuti. They forgot the case of it anyway. Um, and the entire show went on for six hours. <laughs> yeah, I was only there for the first three, and I only advised folks to listen to the first two. And at some point, I may go ahead and do an edited version of the show and put it on um, over here at Africa's Reascension so folks can listen to it. But, um, yeah, so probably next week, you know, barring anything crazy, I'll have all of my ducks in a row, and I will do a rebuttal show based on that show. Okay, enough with that. Anything else I can think of? No, not really. Okay. So, as a sort of recurring theme, well, one of the whole reasons why we created Africa's Reascension was to help give a voice to um, returning to real African spirituality. And, and if you look at some of our 160 shows um, over the past five years here, going on six, um, that's been a major theme. Even though, you know, we do do book talks and we have book analysis and other interview shows and stuff, that is what Africa's Reascension is grounded and rooted in. We will never truly be free until we return to our African spirituality. So uh, our last live show we had, we had um, Brother Tishango and Billy Shaka, who is um, within the EFA system, and he talked about the necessity of African spirituality to um, raise magnificent African children. A reoccurring theme within some of the blog talk shows that I, I listen to and just throughout, throughout the quote-unquote conscious black community is African spirituality's role in nation building, in creating infrastructure, in creating the world post-Arabs, post-Caucasoids, post-Chinese and Asian rule over us. When we are back in our 100% control of our own affairs, what role will African spirituality play in that? And for some reason... That I know the answer to, but that's at least two, three shows. Some folks feel that African spirituality has no role in that. And so I have definitely been calling on my friends and, and other folks to get them to come on and give their take. And so here we have, um, I'm doing that again. Um, we have a powerful interview with a good friend of mine, um, Ifa Kolade Alaroye Lafana also known as um, Jason Edmonds, who is a practitioner. Well, let, me, let me give his full bio. Um, Jason Isakolade Edmonds has been an initiated priest in various African traditional religions for over 11 years. More specifically, he is a Baba Lao in the ancient tradition of Ifa a priest of, and a priest of Alegba. He is also a Tata Nganga, 
Apollo tradition, as well as <laughs> being initiated into Benin-style Vodun. With all of that, he still finds time to teach African martial arts, especially capoeira, teach in the Africana Studies Program at Cal State University, Dominguez, and teaches weekly via his, um, podca- his Periscope podcast called Oshe Ifa. And then bringing it full circle, currently Jafan holds the title, Akeweje Awo, organizer of the youth at the Otra Tuka Ifa Temple of Los Angeles, and he has been a student and practitioner of Pan-Africanism for over 25 years. So let me shut up for a minute and bring him on. Brother Jasson, thank you, and I want to welcome you to Africa's Reascension. How's it going, Black? Hey, what's up, brother? It's, it's been a long time. I'm so happy to hear from you. You know, we go so far back, <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to hear from you because so much of our conversations when we were younger, we are manifesting right now. So I'm so thankful to God and the ancestors for really allowing us to be on the planet, you know, and to, to have actualized, you know, a lot of what we were talking about uh, maybe 20 years ago. <laughs> no. Yeah. So real quick, because I definitely want to jump right into that, because I have I got a, I got something to learn too. Because when I left in 2000, you weren't Ifakolati, Alaroya, Alarana. And so I got I want to yeah. know that transition too. But very quickly, because I'm seeing we've got folks in the call queue, we've got a few folks in the chat. If you want to call in, if you've got questions or, or medium-length comment, the number for that is 760-454-1111, And if you um, have a question or a medium-length comment, you would press 1 on the keypad, and then I'll see you here in our studio thingy. And we just read... Okay, we already got somebody with the hand up. He ain't even said that yet. No, but <laughs> but um. So 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 give us a minute, caller. Bang, lost a train of thought. But anyway, so yeah, so seven six zero four five four one 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 one. Um. So I'm on. A, I'm gonna defer to you, um, Baba. Do you do you want to take this caller already, even though we ain't said nothing, or should we? Get you in and, and let you say a little bit of something first. I, I defer to you. No, it, it's it's up to you, Bauer. You know, however you want to do it. Um, you know, I'm open either way. Okay, we go ahead and take the caller then. So we don't read the the, the the whole number. So don't be worried. Don't be scared about that. Let's just do it like this. Someone in the four one six. Let's go ahead and open up your phone line. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your question or comment. Um, greetings, this is Sister Kentake calling from Toronto. Oh, good to hear from you, Sister Kentake. Yes, um, 
Modupe. Um, Brother Kamau, Machiao, greetings to you. Machiao, yes. Oh, my goodness. This is cool. <laughs> we've yeah. got, for, for the listeners who may not know, we've had the sister on multiple times, and we're going to probably have her on again. Powerful sister. She sits fire in her sleep. But let me shut up. What you got to say, sister? Yes, greetings, everyone. Um, Baba, I wanted to um, say that I, I'm looking forward to listening to the show, but I wanted to ask a question that's pressing in my spirit and has been on my yeah. mind for some time. Uh, two questions. In very yeah. different, I have been given, uh, I have been told that I am a petty I don't really know what that means. Mm. Because I've never been explained. The, I've never been explained fully. I just heard, you know, I, I've never really been told what that is, right? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, my first divination I had in West Africa, I was told that this, this I was given, like, I was told about this, right? And I was told that I come mm. from a lineage of Petebi on my mother's, wow. on my mother's matrilineal family. And, and it's very evident. Because I'm, I'm not asking for a divination on on phone or anything like that, okay? So don't you don't have to. No, I understand. You don't have to take out the Opele Ifa or anything or no. No. Yeah, but I just wanted to uh, ask for a little bit of clarity on that issue. That's the one, the one okay. thing. Two other things that I think can be wrapped into the same question is the fact that when I got into Ifa, I came into Ifa from Haitian Vodun. And when I came into Ifa, mm. no one did anything to me. They just said, okay, here's your Ikinifa, do this, count 17 this, count this, you know, here's your gin, here's your colonel. Like, is it not necessary before people come into a spiritual tradition for them to know the cosmology of the tradition? You can't just throw people into an African tradition. They don't know the cosmology. They don't know the language. They don't know the, you know what I mean? And I asked this question, mm. I want to I know the culture. I want to be part, you know, I want to understand the culture of my, you know, of, of this African, you know, of, I want to understand African culture and be grounded in the culture before I just go and take on this particular spiritual system. Because I see a lot mm. of people doing that, getting involved, in, and, you know, and they don't know, all they know is like ashe and, you know, some little words, but they don't understand the cosmology. And then you have mm. Babala initiating, you know, at you at you're hitting everybody underneath the sun, and oh, it's okay because Ifa is for everybody. So I just like to clarify that because, as someone who has been a practitioner of Ifa, and I kind of fall back for a little while because I'm not going to deal with people in the tradition who are not being true to the wisdom of Baba Olumila. And according to what mm-hmm. my Ifa have told me, they don't they don't roll with these 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 Yorubus. Right? So, <laughs> so m- m- I don't know about anybody else's agreement, but I know mine, mine don't, my, my agreement don't play that. So I just want to know what is with all this, you know, um, this lady in Nigeria, this crusty old Yorubu with, you know, daughter of Oshun or whatever. What is with all of this? Like, you know, what is going on in the Ifa tradition where it's just being hijacked by non Africans? What I would really, you know, and if you could get into that pet to be piece, that, that would be appreciated. Mm. But okay. I want to know about. Really, I want to know what's going on. Mm. You know, thank I hope you. That's, that's really no, that was a wonderful, wonderful question. You know, um, thank you so much for that. Uh, first question in terms of Epetebi. Epetebi, um I'm learning a lot more about it. My teacher is 
Charlotte Bede Popola. He just came to the United States. Um, he was here the beginning, um, the, the last part of April, beginning of uh, last part of March, beginning part of April. Um, and he actually went on a tour talking about what a pet, what a pet is. Okay. So Petabi, um, from my understanding, um, I know of a couple of levels, maybe about two or three levels of what a Petabi is. A Petabi, first of all, is, um, you know, just in, ter- in general, Lukumi terms, a Petabi is wife of a Babala. Yeah. That's one level. Um, a Petabi also is a woman who in particular, has the, has a, 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 I would say, like a predilection or it is necessary for her to be married to an awo because the energy literally that she brings to this planet is of such a degree that any regular man could probably not handle her. And an awo would need to be the individual to be with her to also offer a bow from time to time to and also really be patient with that woman and to assist in not only her development but his development. And then in that regard, that woman is teaching the awo various aspects of his own character, teaching him how to be patient, even with clients, because to be very, to be quite honest with you, a petty wife is a challenge. She is a challenge, um, and I'm saying that in a, a very, yes, I'm saying that in non-colorful terms. But in reality, a petty wife can be very challenging for um, any man, and even I woke, but. When I speak of Awo, I'm talking about Baba Lao, uh, Omo Awo, which I am, and things like that. So the Pesadi wife is um, all of those things. Um, other thing is there's a Pesadi that, you know, in in that regard that they really need to be married to or close to Ifa. And there's a ceremony that we call the Pesadi ceremony, whereas women are ceremoniously connected with the Ikin Ifa of, I would say, a temple or a particular Oluwo, uh, Babalao, something like that. And for them to be connected with that <clears throat> that set of Ikin or that Ifa particularly, that gives that woman a certain level of stability and also fortifies them and also helps them and that's another form of a petabi. Um, working with Otuotuka Temple in Los Angeles, I've been privy and witnessed um, a couple of a petabi ceremonies um, where oh, the woman was uh, ceremoniously unified with the ifa of the temple. And that's, that's a, that, I think that that's oftentimes better because ethically, let's say, you know, let's say I'm married and my wife is a petty wife, and part of the thing that she needs is she needs to be married to any, uh, you know, basically connected with a particularly particular set of a king. It's good that she would be connected with my king, 
that would be a good thing if it's my wife. But let's say there's challenges in a relationship and, God forbid, people break up. Um, that woman is still connected to my team. You know what I'm saying? And then so that yeah. kind of that can kind of breed some sort of challenges for the woman in particular. So in order to kind of keep certain things neutral, it might be good for uh, uh, some uh, uh, some apetite to be ceremoniously connected to um, the akin of when I talk of akin, akin is the physical um, icon of Ifat, oh, which are the, the sacred palm nuts. Uh, and basically, it would be better, you know, I, in my opinion, ethically, for a woman to be married to the Ikin Ifa of a particular temple, because that kind of that that can be more neutral. I'm just saying. And so, Epentides are very, very, very powerful positions. Uh, oftentimes, these women are are of great power, but also with them, they they bring a bit of a challenge. For the uninitiated or un, um, un, un, I would say uninitiated man, because they're super strong and, you know, they bring a bit of a challenge, as I said. Now, the second question you talked about, which is Wait, the process. Let me, let me, let me, I'm sorry. Baba, Baba, let me just throw this in. I'm learning about... A, to be also, but from my understanding of Sister Kentucky's energy, I would say that is right on 100%. <laughs> okay, let me show yeah. you. Go ahead. Give it that second question. Because she stole my question, yeah. so that's cool. But go ahead. Yeah. So the, cra- the crazy thing about it is, like, you know, um, like, for example, Osa Leye, Osa Meji, for example, that Odufa, it talks about the woman. If she, if, if the man, um, uh, you know, um, also one of my brothers, he also mentioned is the woman has her own king. She can be married to her own king. So I say to that. So the other thing is um, uh, we were talking about uh, Ikin, Ifa, um, but, yeah, it brings various challenges. So the, the next issue that you brought up was the initiation or the basically the um, – I would say the 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 large proliferation of Oyimbo, Urugu, or colloquial, you know, basically the white people involved in the tradition. And on a certain level, that's something that I would say we can't stop. But um, I would say, I, honestly, I think Nigerians have a different kind of look in terms of uh, you know, they have a different uh, position in that regard. I think African-Americans, being an African-American, I will, we have a different perspective. We know um, Europe, the European in a, in a completely different way. You know, we know them differently. We, when I say we know them differently, we know uh, water hoses. We know slavery, we know being beaten down in the street, shot by police, and then getting off the case just because you got a badge and you got 
white skin. We know that. I would venture to say that Nigerians, on the other hand, because of neocolonialism, they see something different, you know. So I think that it's our job to, one, educate, because I can't, I, I also will say that we as African people born in America, that we have a unique perspective that our brothers and sisters in Africa need. You know, they need to know, hey, you know, you might want to watch out for that one right there. You know, <laughs> you might want to watch out for him because I, I'm, I'm going to just be straight up and honest. I know of Oyinbo who have actually, you know, like my teacher, Shalagbade Kapola, I know Oyinbo who have taken his book, That's taken his book and completely, completely, utterly plagiarized it. Like, didn't even change, didn't even bother to change the font on the book. Damn. I know these people. Okay, I know this. You know, I, and I challenge these five, come to them and challenge them, like, hey, man, why you do that? Well, I bought it. Say words. No. Bought it. Okay, this sounds like enslavement of African tradition. So you bought us. You bought us. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. So I'm saying that to say that they need to be kind of, we need to kind of deal with our, our brothers and sisters on the continent in a way where it's like, hey, hey, you know, you might not want to trust that right there. You might want to look twice into that. But on another side, that's one reason that I really value and love the Menin voodoo tradition. Because for me, you know, I was initiated into a temple called Hueli Dodo under Baba Yile Kunji in um, Dallas. And um, just I was given entry-level initiation into that temple. And part of our oath was we ain't doing that. We can't, nice. um, we can't give up our tradition to appropriation. We can't um, manipulate our people with our tradition. So for me, the other, you know, that other thing is, you know, in, in Benisa Voodoo, I'm just saying Benisa Voodoo. I'm not, I ain't saying any other location. I'm talking about there, particularly the, the, the temple that I came through. That's an aspect that, you know, literally, you know, I mean, truth be truth. Nature is nature. You have to understand that, hey, these folks, this is, a, this is enslavement. African people helped in the process. They certainly helped in the process, but I would venture to say that in Benin, at least they have made some sort of amends. Because one, voodoo is a national tradition, national religion. Two, um, in Benin Republic, they have rituals that they do specifically for us over here across the water. Um, And then there are certain restrictions as to, you know, I'm going to just tell you like this. The voodoo stuff that I learned, I cannot give it to anyone but a person who has blood in that tradition. Bottom line. Yeah. You know, and I think that one thing that um, that some of the some of the, our traditions avoid in the desire to be global. Oh. That, in this mm-hmm. desire to be mm-hmm. a global world tradition, because I think that there's a push 
to make Ifa one of the great world religions, which it is, and that's a beautiful thing. But hold up. We got to remember that, hey, why I often ask some brothers and sisters, you know, Latino, white, whatever, brothers and sisters, Asian. I was like, I was like, hey, how do you come into this? You know, disrespect. I got love for all my children. <laughs> yes, Paul's included. <laughs> but my point is this. <laughs> the point is this, is um, I asked, I'm like, yo, how you, how you get into this? You know, I've heard some say, oh, it's logical. It makes so much sense. It's this, it's that. I got into this because my ancestors brought me into this. I got into this because my blood remembered it. I got into this because there was no way not to be a part of this. So I'm just saying if we look at it from that kind of a perspective, it's different. You know what I'm saying? If we look at it from an ancestral perspective, and I think – one thing that African people in, um, in, in America as well as African people in Africa need to understand is, hey, this is ancestral. And once we get that, then all that little, uh, you know, wahala around Oimbo can be kind of cleared up because I, I don't have a problem with them, but I'm just saying, hey, recognize, like literally recognize. But I'm sorry, I, I, I sat on my soapbox a little too long there. <laughs> Did you have any follow-up questions from that, Sister Kentucky? No, 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 none at all. Um, he actually was very helpful. He actually answered the question very accurately. Got got to the point. So please, if y'all too aren't already hooked up through Face CIA book, I think y'all should, you know, if you had other questions and stuff for him. And like I say, he does a weekly podcast on Periscope where he, you know, breaks down some of the Odoo Fi and other stuff like that. So that all could be helpful too. So just under his name, um, Jason Edmonds, if y'all want okay, to. Okay, well, I would definitely like on. some help. I would definitely like some help with my Odoo. So I'll be, I'll be, I'll be hitting you up. To, to get some okay. some my uh, Odu as well. well. If I may ask, or you don't want to share what Odu that is? Um, it's uh, Otua Otua Kara. Okay, okay, Otua Kara. Okay, well, we definitely we can share more about that, you know, yeah. later. Um, you know, but yeah, just, you can you can inbox me on um, Facebook. Okay. If you want. And, and, and what is your name on Facebook, brother? Uh, it is Jason Edmonds, J-A-H-S-U-N. Okay, Jason uh, Edmonds. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Modupe, I will be adding you for sure. Okay, for sure. Have a good oh. one. God bless. Okay. All right. Press her back on mute. Yeah, like I say, that's a powerful sister. You know, we're like just internet friends and all that sort of stuff. But from day one, you know, just felt the energy almost burn the the the, the fiber optics through the through the computer. And I was like, I got to know this sister. And so she's been on our show, you know, four five times. And I've told her, like I share with you, the door is open, and y'all can come on and, and drop it and 
she she she's doing some real good work, um, taking people back and forth um, to Jamaica, actually to the rural areas of Jamaica, hooking up with the maroons right. out there and and Garvey spot and other stuff. So yeah, that's a real 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 good sister. Um. Okay, even though you still haven't said fully anything yet, we got another caller, so <laughs> person <laughs> in the eight six zero. This is this is different. This is different. But hey, we gon' we gonna just roll with it. So eight six zero, let's go ahead and bring you on. Uh, what's your name? Where are you calling from? And question or comment. Yeah, hold on. Give me a pause. Give me a second. Give me? Yeah. Ah, uh, there we go. Yeah, well, you know, this is chaos. Call in, show support with Kamal Akase Tahuti and his guests. True, true. How's it going? Yeah, yeah it's good, man. It's good, man. You know, yeah, Kamal's a, a good brother, a cool brother, man. You know what I'm saying? It's coming to show support. You know what I'm saying? I think it's my first time calling on your show. Now that okay. I think about it. Yeah. Did you catch the very, very beginning? Or when you hit me up on Facebook, that was when you first. Well, to tell you the truth, unless the show starts at nine o'clock, I might have missed maybe maybe forty minutes of the show, depending on the time frame it was posted. Okay, and active. Yeah. Right. Okay. So for our listening audience, this is the brother who hosted me on on his show, and and in full air of disclosure chaos, I let my audience know that probably next week. I am going to do a full rebuttal of some of the questions and some of the other, as I called it, and I stand by it, asinine comments from quite a few of the folks. And so next week I'm already okay. pulling out the different comments that I want to address, mm-hmm. and I'm getting all my ducks in a row. And once I'm finished, mm-hmm. I'll send you a copy so you can give it to um the, the the other host of the show And I'm going to send it to um, Some other okay. folks Because so, I ain't hiding I ain't hiding Ain't nobody <laughs> Nothing that was said During the call Scared me And put me in hiding So I want everybody That was there To hear everything I got to say So Once it's finished it, it's you know, not really, you a it, copy. It, Well it's not really hiding But if any If you told your calls On the show And if If they want Depending on your Facebook I'll have to post it And let them Going on your page to listen to the three-hour broadcast. But I will say this. Let's come from my mouth. I feel some people, well, I, I maybe I might be speculating, but all of a sudden they got contact with this man named Ankh to call, because he never called it on this show ever, any of the shows. But this one he called oh. in for some reason. So I oh, wonder, okay. say, somebody sent him. No, because I'd be on that show heavy, and I pay attention to detail, and people that called it. And when I first heard, oh, the first, I didn't think it was him, so I asked the question, and it was him. But he was trying to downgrade in a way to, to intellectualize the thing about what he has to understand about the, the ancient and and of the history, which he probably knows okay. certain things here and there. But really, he just really want, I want, I'm a customer, shit on it, for better terms, because he's a black man. What best known Eurocentric and blackface. So you know, <laughs> once you prepare, once you prepare this, please send it through. If 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 this, if I'm on a Sunday, let me know. I will call you know, and I might put my two in the You know what I'm saying? But you know, do that. 
um, and you know, we'll we'll get that clear up. You know, I'm gonna still try okay. to get contact, but crazy because he he stepped out of the blog talk the blog talk scene now, and I would I, I was thinking about I might have him on the show, and I'm gonna tell you this right now, if I do any broadcast, it's gonna be better controlled than than what was done on the one you and me had because it was. It, it, the blog talk messed me up badly, so but I'm 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 don't worry, it's not gonna happen twice, you know. I'm not gonna have these fools come up here and try to talk over. It, it, it didn't sound good, to tell you the truth. <laughs> and this is what they do night in, night out. So we're gonna address yeah. my fixes. My what my word, all right? I got you. All right, so put you back on mute, or did you have a question for Brother Joseph? <sighs> the only thing I can say, um. And this is this is this is one thing one person asks another brother. He feels that individualism is gonna, I guess, help to see the survival of African people, not only this this region of America but all over. And I'm not sure if you want to respond to this particular question. It's a common more like a question of how is these is that even true or that's just idiotic. Individualism will help us in our struggle. Yeah, he said. What? In regards to survival, it's a survival, and not, we're not just talking about just America, but general anywhere we at. You know what I mean? Because America is just a continent. We gotta talk about other places that you know black people are a different siege than what we're going through here. You know what I mean? Cool. Are you asking? Are you asking me is individualism, uh, you know, um. Going to make us successful? Well, successful and somewhat survive. Uh, that's individualism? That's yeah. what got us here, brother. Individualism I know. That's got the us here. That's what got I think that that makes that makes you know. To me, I'm sorry. That makes absolutely no sense. It's <laughs> community. Yep. Community is the solution. You know, um, community. In, in my opinion, is is a solution. Um, you know, if we can come together, we don't even have to agree with everything we mm-hmm. we do. Just be like, hey, we all need help. Y'all need help. You need help. Yep, I need some help. What you need help on? And then start working. You know, that's <laughs> how I feel about it. So individualism, that that's not that's not flying over here because that's literally what got us here. You know, um, mm-hmm. that's that's literally what got us here is individuals saying, "Hey, I'm going to go help. Uh, I'm I'm going to do what's best for my tribe or my community, and forget about the you know these these other people groups around the continent. We're going to capture them and exploit them and sell them to the Europeans. But then guess what?" Mm-hmm. When you be when you're an individual, guess what happens? One day it will be your turn. Yeah. And and that and that's in essence what happens. You know, one day it will be you know, one day it will actually be your turn, you know. And yeah, just in my, my own opinion, that's what what occurred in regards to you know, to African people. Um, there's a particular Odu Ifa, um, that really, that quite literally speaks about this, 
um, and it's the story of the, you know, of the the antelope. I believe it's Oyeku Sindi, Oyeku D, where in that story, I believe this is that story, but uh, uh, the antelope was told to offer a bow, and in his abo, the community had to come together to help him to do the abo. All the animals in the animal kingdom had to come together so he can, you know, they could do the abo, so he could live. And what ended up happening? The whole community was like, nah, you know, I got to go help my son out. Oh, I got to go help this one out. The baboon was like, I got to go help my daughter. Yeah, lion was like, you know, we worried about catching food, so we can't really help you. What do you What do you know? Antelope got hit in the head by the hunter. Killed. After he got killed, then the hunter used the antelope's skin to to basically use his skin as the string for a bow and arrow. And with the bow and arrow, he used that bow and arrow to kill all the other animals in the kingdom. Yeah. And then after that, then all the animals in the kingdom was like, hold up, hold up. Let's go talk to the Baba Lao now. Hey, Baba, what's up? Can we offer elbow? Because this white man out here, excuse me, not the white man, uh, this hunter out here is killing us. That was a, that was intentional, but unintentional. And so they go in and they said, the hunter out here is killing us. And uh, the Awo was like, hey, you can't do anything about it now. It's, you know, it's a done deal. You you were asked off the elbow way back when the antelope was alive. Now the hunter is using his skin to kill you. Isn't that ironic? Mm-hmm. This is what's happening to us now. This is what happened in Africa. This is what happened mm-hmm. in Benin. This is what happened in Nigeria. You know, there was a king called, I believe it's Siriki, in, uh, in Nigeria. He used to do what was best for him in order to take all these various other African groups and put them in slavery. All I'm saying is, Individualism is not the, the the plan. We have to work together. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm, you know, I'm popping off my soapbox. <laughs> you know, the funny thing, that's a very good story, more than just an analogy. It's a, it's a very well-said story to prove the point about how he used one to help with the other in his mm-hmm. plot to really eliminate the whole animal, animal thing. That's a very good story. I like to use I'm going to use that. Analogy yeah, please do. And, and and the funny thing with this with analogy, it goes to the mindset of certain certain people, certain individuals, or people, because some people might get to understand the story, but the majority will not because they don't see themselves as part of that animal kingdom. But it's good reference anyway because we want that spark to hit their head to really think good on that. It's the same thing with the X-Men effect on the movie when they use Mystique's genetics to make the Sentinels. And I'm talking about the one, um, I forgot the name of this is, um, um, let me see what it's called, um, Future's Past. Use the same genetics right. of one mutant to assimilate killer Sentinels to kill and wipe not only the mutants, but also the humans. You know what I'm saying? And I go back to okay. that individual mindset. But it, it it plays the same way. So that's what I want to say. Thank you for that story, sir. I'm going to play back this. It's good. 
right. Take care, brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Okay, so whew, we almost are ready at the top of the hour, and oh man, ain't even. <laughs> okay, so let's. I'm gonna do this because I I I, I want to learn something here. No, you're gonna have to wait until after our break. I want to learn something here, brother. So what let up, me share. Up. Indulge me while I, I share something with our audience. So like 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 Baba said, we go back at least. Poof, so back to the 90s when we was in San Diego. And there mm-hmm. was particularly me and, and two other brothers, and me and mainly one other brother, but um, me, Jaja, and Nozamo. And we were in San Diego City. Then we went to San Diego State. And did we meet at city or state? We, wow, where did we meet? I think half... <laughs> Like city, and did we meet through state, a car? <laughs> I don't even remember because I, I think we we we, we definitely connect. No, you know what? we met probably through a car because we were doing you know he was doing the con thing and all that at that time. So I think it was that that was the process. Okay. I think so. You, so we were all in San Diego and we we we. There was a group of us, a nice group of us, who wanted something African and spiritual. We we really wanted that, and there wasn't anything there. And so Brother Asar and I and a few other folks multiple times tried to create our own thing. One time we even had the Temple of Ma'at, and we had it at World Peace Center and, until we got kicked out. <laughs> so then we tried to move it over to his garage, and that went on for a little while, and then, you know, it sort of fell through. And, and and so we never really were able to fully get our, our African spiritual thing. We did, you know, talk the intellectual stuff throughout the city at Malcolm X Library and, and Tubman Chavez Center or wherever else they would have us. But as far as that spiritual bond, Africa specifically, we never had it. Then towards 98, 99, I think a brother named Baba G came through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, I think he's. He, I know. Last I heard, he was sick. I don't know if he's an ancestor now, so I don't mean to speak ill of him if he is ancestor. But I know during the first iteration of us trying to do something, we tried to mess with him, and he rubbed two or three of the sisters the wrong way, <laughs> and so we sort of moved moved back from him. And so then hmm. I leave San Diego around ninety nine two thousand. And so mm-hmm. y- you 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 weren't ifakolated yet, but I right. remember I come back to San Diego in mid two thousand, and we hang we end up hanging at the World Beat. You, me, and Jaja, and that's when you were shared. You was getting into ifad. You was doing this and doing that. And so while Jaja, his main thing, his claim to fame was you know the African education, exposing the um, prison industrial complex. For as long as everybody who know me, I've been tooting this horn on African spirituality since then. Mm-hmm. And so you, I ha- I'm going to say this publicly, after I come back to San Diego, you then and now trumped me in the sense that you became initiated. 
even to, to this day, I'm still not initiated. I've got the book knowledge and, and some experiential stuff as far as observing, but damn, you have <laughs> Zoom, you initiated and, and doing the thing in three different systems. And so what I would like for you to share with me <laughs> and the audience is from 2000 to when we saw each other then and to then the last time even when I went to San Diego and we, we weren't able to hook up then, but you was up in L.A. doing something. What happened? Because you, you were raised Christian. <laughs> you didn't just do it all that. Yeah, were we, we all? Were we all? I mean, for real, for real, technically, me, no. I, I, I deliberately did the Christian thing for three years from 15 to 18, but I didn't grow up with the, the beating of the head of the Christian stuff and going to church. We went to church maybe on Easter and Christmas in my family. <laughs> mm. so, so that's why, looking at my genealogy, that's why it was always easier for me to go ahead and move away from that mm. and step into Real life and spirituality because I didn't have that baggage, and I also mm-hmm. with that have to be able to tailor what I say because again the majority of us did go through that. But I just have to know okay. what what was bit. the transformation like. I would like to assume I had a little spark in that, but I just want to know the story from ninety nine yeah. and two thousand up until now. What happened? What what was that transformation? Um, interesting. Well, yes, yes. Mr. McKay, Tahuti, Kamal, McKay, Tahuti. Yes, we, you know, that definitely did. Like, you know, our experience with, um, you know, Baba Dwayne Bradford, you know, um, uh, that that really transformed me. That it is really getting involved in the, the Pan African Association of America is something that changed my life in a lot of ways, and also. So my study of Islam uh, transformed my life. Um, first, I, I was working with uh, some at-risk youth in a program that was headed by some of my uh, elders who practiced Islam. And then I was trying to, you know, I was thinking more on an Islamic tip. And then um, meeting Dwayne Bradford, uh, I remember at San Diego State, and we were having a conversation, and Baba Dwayne was like, you know, we, you know, those individuals enslaved us too. And I was like, word? You know, literally, like, word. They, they did? And, um, and you, Jaja Malik, on the campus of San Diego State University, I remember we would always talk, and you guys would be just debating the heck out of the, um, the, the Christian, hardcore Christian brothers and sisters, and also, the most, just after you all would be going at it, and I'd be sitting back like, wow, these brothers are going in. But the funny thing about that is what we always talked about. I always said, bro, if we don't have anything else to give them, you know what I'm saying? If we don't have anything else to offer, then what? So for me, right. I, that process for me was like, yo, um, I need to move forward with this. And I don't need to just talk about, hey, you know, I know about this and that. I need to really immerse myself in the indoctrination and initiation process of our indigenous African traditions. And, you know, thank you. And that, that really was the biggest thing is to, to do that. 
Um, you definitely had a hand in it. Um, Wayne Bradford had a hand in it. My parents, Kathy and Robert Edmonds, have a big hand in it. Because the other thing about it is that I think that people look at African tradition and they look like, oh, yeah, this is just, this is just Christianity. I can do whatever. And it's not like that. The reality of Thank it is. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, it's it's not like that. The reality of African spiritual tradition is, to, and and I'm gonna say this, and I think that a lot of people who are very African centered are going to listen to what I'm about to say, and you know, you're gonna cringe. Well, cringe, because my parents are still together. I love my mom and dad. They are Christian, and I love that. I love them. And guess what? My parents taught me love. My parents taught me love. Of, I mean, they, they're Christian, but they, they, they espouse more African tradition than anybody could ever teach me because they're still together. And then on top of still being together, they love black people. And then the ethics of Christianity. I'm not talking about the doctrine, the ethics. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Ultimately, all of these good things, at a certain point, you begin to understand, like, hmm, this makes sense, that makes sense, this makes sense. And then you can be honest with yourself and be like, okay, I just don't agree with the doctrine. I don't agree with how we got to this, you know? But for me, I mean, I'm just being real. Um, And that, that really helped me because... You know, I respect some of the awos that I initially came up with, but it wasn't until I saw awos who were like my father that I really, really started to espouse the tradition. That didn't happen until I went to New York City. You know, I went to New York. I saw Baba Omi Bade. You know, I I even I met um, Baba Shango Lafia, Ibae, um, and others, and. Coming into contact with these Baba Lowells, these Olorishas, I was like, wow, you know, Baba Omi Bade, you know, he's the brother, is Trinidadian Awol, he's in the Bronx. Um, and he, at that time, because I haven't spoken with him in years, but at that time, he was like uh, the principal of a, a elementary school, had a wife, child, and everything's working harmoniously the way it should be. And I was like, wow, I want that. I like that. That's great. Mm. You know, so it wasn't until I saw people who were like my dad, my mom, that I really began to espouse the tradition, you know, fully. And immersion, you know, I I completely immersed immersed myself in it, and I continue to. But then in that, and, you know, my brothers and sisters who are super Afrocentric might cringe again, but I'm a... Cringe, cringe on. My point is, I, um, my, me being an Awo, a pop, a Tata Impalo, and a Legba priest, and a voodoo practitioner, I can walk in a church and be like, yo, I, I, I see how y'all rocking. I see how y'all rocking because I'm cool in myself. I'm secure in what I do, you know, and it took years. But, my parents respect what I do because I've been consistent and because oh. I, I love this. I love my people. So I'm just saying that to say that, 
yeah, the transition came because I saw people who were like my people, who were like my parents. And because of that, that really encouraged me to do this and move forward and fully jump into it. And then the deeper I jumped into it, the deeper I jumped into Ifa, the more I saw my mom and my dad, what they taught me growing up. You know, the deeper I jumped into Palo. With, I mean, cause, I mean, and some people who, who their Apollo teacher is different, but my Apollo teacher is an 84, 85-year-old man who lives with all his, his whole family around him, his grandchildren. I mean, like, it looked like Baby Factory at Bob Felipe's house because there's so <laughs> many children around him. And he, I, I, my, my teacher is Baba Felipe, Baba Ogundei, and Bro, you know, he taught he teaches taught me Lukumi, taught me um uh uh teaching me pilot, all of those things. The deeper I jumped in, the more I saw like I saw family. The vibe of family, togetherness, community, children around, family working it out. Might have an argument one day and then unifying the next day. That's family. Oh. So mm-hmm. all I'm saying is that those are things that really, and this is also something I say to people who, if you're looking for African tradition, look for family. Look for that. Look for people who got, look for an awo who has a spouse. You feel me? I mean, look for uh, an Ianisa who has a husband. Like all of those things, that's important, folks. That's important. That's, that's one of the E-rays. You know, long life, uh, prosperity, good spouse, good children, peace of mind. Those are the big four, folks. If you ain't got that, you ain't even manifesting your tradition. Sorry. That Sorry. Is, makes, that, does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm just thinking about where the... And, and it's a shame that the cycle is repeating itself. In the 60s, mm-hmm. you had, I mean, even Malcolm, he was, Bob Omawali, he sort of lamented at the fact, or I think it was Bay that lamented at the fact that he'd be gone 360 out of the 364 five days out of the year, you know, doing stuff with the, the Muslim Arts Incorporated and all that sort of stuff. And then you read the book, Children of the Movement, and they're saying the same thing. My daddy was gone and this and that and the other. And so now, so that lesson hasn't been learned in that even today in some of the folks that at least, you know, are out and talking a whole lot, they're not married, they ain't got no children, or if they are, they're more about the movement and everything than the family. They haven't figured out the balance. So we're, we're, we're sort of repeating some of the bad things of the 60s because we ain't learned from them yet. And I feel, as the way that you just articulated, if you do African spirituality right, that's that piece that will tie all of it together and we can learn from mm-hmm. those mistakes. And one of those big things is creating family. And and mm-hmm. and, 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 and so I'm, I'm just really glad that you said that and brought it home because folks want, a lot of folks who are talking today trivialize family. What's family going to mm-hmm. do? We got white men shooting us in the streets, and we got this, that, and the other. I mean, mm-hmm. 
family will help you strengthen that fam- family will help you strengthen your children more so they know what to do or what not to do in those particular instances versus it's just a brother you talking to or whatever. I mean, it's one thing to be a father versus or a husband was well, a father versus just telling somebody who you are etherically, you know, brother or sister to. It, it, that's two different things. I have a daughter now. <laughs> so, so, so that's that's a bit different Family than, is you know, nation me. building, brother. Yeah. Family is nation building. You know, that's 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 it. Family is nation building, in my opinion. You can't build a nation without having family. You can't build nation without families. Mhm. Mhm. So. And we still want to do I mean, the individual thing, which the college is right. <laughs> right. But you can't do it if you ain't got family. And you know, that's how I, I that's how I feel about it. And then even indoctrinating raising your children, that's all of those things are essential to the process if we're talking about nation building and African spirituality, that's essential to it. You can't have that. You can't just be some rugged individual out there in the streets chanting and not um <laughs> you know, and not having a family. Because at the end of the day, um, you know, who who will mourn you when you're gone? Who are the mm. people who you're going to leave the legacy for of not only struggle but triumph? Who will who will you leave that for? You know, mm-hmm. you have that has to be in effect. You need that. So family is the essence, in my opinion. You know, as my teacher says. Ifa is about multiplication. <laughs> I like and that. we'll leave it right there. Ifa so is since about we're multiplication. Multiplication. So since we're at the top of the hour, um, we're going to take a quick break. Um, I want to say thank you for the caller who has held patiently, and please hold for another five minutes um, <laughs> as we take this quick break. Um, this this show has went so different from what I'm used to, but that's good. That's good. We got callers, and we're still trying to get folks talking in the chat, but, hey, we're going to keep it moving. So specifically, I'm playing this one specifically for this talk and for, for you, Bob. I don't know if you're familiar with a brother named Awax. Um, he got a song A-Wax. called Speak No Speak No Ifa. <laughs> Speak No Ifa. And, and, Speak no Ifa, yeah. You 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 you'll see where he's going in a minute. And pay for you and the listening audience, pay particular attention. Oh, you know what? Let me come back. Let me stop and do this. I'm gonna share this and I don't know if you want me to, but I'm gonna share it anyway. One other reason why me and Brother Jason hooked up long, long time ago was because he was part of a hip hop group called Masters of the Universe. And these brothers wow. were putting out some stuff, and I had to go up to him, this one, just on after the fact, after one time I heard him spitting, and I was like, oh, my God, brother, we have to stay in touch. And I don't know if that might have wow. even been the first time. <laughs> I'm taking it back there because just, it just made the connection here. Masters of the Universe. And, 
And and it's funny wow. how you went one way and Brother Orko went another way. But anyway, so I'm bringing it back to the real hip-hop, a brother named Iwax, Speak No Ifa. And I want everyone to pay particular attention to the second stanza, the second full verse, because that to me still is the hardest pro-African spirituality stanza of hip-hop that's in existence today. And and if somebody's gonna prove me wrong, then send me the send me the link and, and prove me wrong. But right now, this the second stanza is the hardest pro African spirituality hip hop is out. I will mm. speak no Ifa, and we will be back here at Africa's Reascension. Blindfold in a war zone, gospel got you dying slow. Then 
They don't want you find out your culture before slavery. Just cause you don't believe in their God don't make you atheist. That's the so-called Godhead slave masters raping kids. If you ain't praying to your own, you better not pray for shit. Comment. 
267, you are live. Hotep, brother. Hotep, brother. Uh, Sani Bonani, uh, I see you, and I appreciate all the work you're continuing to do. Yeah, I do it from Philly. All the Bible right. students uh-huh. called in tonight, yeah. <laughs> I, did, I, I didn't hear that, but... <laughs> I said all the powerful uh, sisters calling tonight because Sister Kentucky she called in earlier. So. Oh, that's what's up. That's what, I'm honored. I'm honored. I'm honored. Yes, yes. And she is a powerful sister. I didn't hear what the um, guest has been sharing, but it's, I, I appreciate. I appreciate love. You know the brother, the brother bond between you two. And Thank uh, you. I'm just calling to say hello. I mean, Hotep. And to you okay. know, uh, just continue to encourage, encourage you to keep doing the work that you're doing because um, I do see you and feel you and hear you, and we need you. So keep on, you know, doing your good work. Right. I just caught this. Get some words of encouragement. Thank you. You're very welcome. Yeah, All right. Thank you. Felicia. I do we'll put her back on we'll put her back on mute. And again, she, she used to be on Blog Talk, um, with Hemi Masu, Culture Rebirth Connection. But again, that's another down sister who who not only got the intellectual piece down, Doctor Ajwa. She always plays that down. Right. <laughs> Doctor Ajwa. But she's also in the community doing that thing. And, and, and you got to be about both, and so she is that walking example of that, and so it, it, it's just beautiful that that that, mm, that 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 it exists and that it's going to continue to exist, and and hopefully we can continue to scare this cracker because hey, you ain't got us all dumb, <laughs> and we our victory is already written for us. It's just about getting those numbers up, getting the folks doing the right thing, and moving forward. With, with, with one accord But you already done white man It's done So just know that But anyway So yeah So okay So now we got a 310 caller But we're going to do this in the order So Brother Taj Got you, got a good question here So so You're going to have to put your thinking cap on for this one Although there are numerous examples of African revolutionaries leading revolts against the oppressor in the past, why do you think there has not been a reemergence of African spiritual practitioners at the forefront of the African liberation struggles in the later half, latter half of the 20th and now 21st century? Hmm. Oh, that's a wonderful question. I would say... Um, on the undercover, and I uh, I know of certain people who are involved in certain popular movements of the day, and without blowing any of their cover, I will have to say that there are some people who are involved in Africa in certain African spiritual traditions who are uh, dealing with movements uh, here and now. There are. And they just aren't public about it, you know. Um, also, in my dealings with those individuals, I would say this. Um, 
I would say one of the reasons why it's not prominent for me, I would just, I wouldn't want it to be, I wouldn't, I, I don't, I don't like telling people what I'm going to do. I don't like people knowing what weapons I have at my disposal. One. Two, in terms of some of the struggle, the, the liberation that's going on here in America, I would say that some of the issues at hand are um, people don't come, like I, I would say that people need to, instead of doing their quote-unquote protest or their uh, whatever they end up doing to fight the power structure, they don't first come and cast these thoughts. That's the problem. What is, a lot of times people use EFA as like damage control, you know, or crisis management. Like after, damn, everybody done went to jail. Can we cast EFA? <laughs> can you do an accolade to get folks out of jail? Okay, yeah, we can do that. But wait, you know, what, like, what, I remember one time I was, because uh, I'm involved in various movements here in uh, Los Angeles, and um, I remember one time we were doing a, a, an action, and um, I was asked to be security for the action. Although we were doing some, we were doing some interesting work, and I'm, without being uh, too um, uh, candid and revealing too much information, but I was asked to be security because I was the one who knew certain tactical maneuvers and things like that, and. I went and cast Ifa and talked to my Baba Ifa Popola. He was like, this Ifa says four things. Stay in your home. So it was like, I think that sometimes we do, we, you know, in terms of movement struggles, we do, we do it backwards. We try to say, hey, we want to do this, this movement work. We want to do this. We want to do that. But then it's like, that might not be what, um, what you need to do. That might not be what you're supposed to do to do the liberation work necessary. You know what I'm saying? So what ends up happening is we're, we're working backwards, you know, uh, trying, to, trying to clear up something that we already did, and, you know? So that, I think that that's, that's the biggest challenge. So I think on a one level, coming back to your question, that there are people who are doing it, they just don't tell you. Um, and number two, um, I think the biggest problem is that they don't, like we don't really, I don't even think that people understand the magnitude of the efficacy of African spirituality or, you know, mm. Ifa, Voodoo, what have you. We don't, in these movements, we don't really understand. It's like, like I said, we come to it on the after. You know, we come to it after we done messed up and the police done arrested us and now we in we on trial. You know what I'm saying? We come to it then. Whereas you needed to have done it before you before you even undertake that action. So I'm sure if that didn't fully answer the question, Tasha had no problem doing a, a, a follow up, but let us know if that got to the heart of where you wanted to go, mm-hmm. and so, and I would also just chime in, sort of almost like you said, the during the times when you had Bukman and and Makindal and Nanny and other stuff, we hadn't been fully beat down with Christianity 
yet. Mm-hmm. And so th- th- it really went into overdrive <laughs> at, at post 1900s because they were scared of our stuff. Even trying to outlaw it everywhere they could, it still didn't work. And it has still not worked <laughs> to some degree, but that, that, that spiritual chain that they put on our brain hadn't fully been locked during back then. And so we had no problem going to um, Prester John or, you know, going to whoever we needed to, to, to get such and such off our back. And with almost every liberation struggle that we can find, usually there is a, a, an Olorisha, a Baba Lau, a, 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 a <laughs> behind mm-hmm. it. You just got to keep digging to find it. Today, again, we got to get from up under the Christian ideology or the doctrine, as you said, the, 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 the Islamic Doctrine, and then all these other competing BS craps, the, the atheism crap and the Moorish crap, and all this. We got a whole bunch more stupidity going on now than back mm. then. Back then it was a lot more clear. <laughs> we got an mm. enemy; they coming at us. We using everything to get the enemy up off of us. Now we got to re-understand, just like you said, the efficacy, how powerful this is, and you even know mm-hmm. that than I do. <laughs> <laughs> How powerful it is mm. But yeah So let me, let me shut up mm. because now we have Our 310 caller has been very patient So let's go ahead and bring them in Please um, state your name Where you call calling from And your question for our guest 310 you are live Hello uh-huh. Yes we can hear you Hello? Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Hi, I'm calling from Los Angeles. Okay, go ahead. Well, do you have a question or comment for Ipacolada? I do. My question stems from the first sister that called in regards to her being in a pet My question is, how can an apetabi be a good apetabi for her spouse? And also, um, if this question isn't too long, how will her actions attribute to her to us being able to successfully build a nation of our own? Interesting. Hello, hello. Yeah, we can. Hi. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, a pet to be is essential. In in the sense of, I um, I would say in terms of building family, building nation, all of these aspects are very important in terms of, you know, the process of of one's development. Um, uh, You know, it's said to be, uh, in my opinion, acts as... um, one who, on a certain level, through her character, teaches the awo patience, teaches the awo how to deal with hot situations at times, and uh, so on and so forth. And also, you know, a pentadi is like, um, you know, the counterpart to to the awo, and that is, uh, and as I mentioned, awo, I'm not saying it so. Um, Owl centric because it's a process of 
um, you know, husband and wife working together on a deeper level um, to to bring success uh, for the, the community. Uh, also, with the with the pet to be, the funny thing about that is like, um, like for example, um, Odu Ifaz, like, um, for example, Ogbe Alara, uh, as well as um, Ogbe Suru. There's some really interesting challenges that a Petebi bring to Ifa. Uh, for example, um, Ogunda Meji, for example. Ogunda Meji is an Odu that talks about a Petebi and um, her relationship to Ifa. And uh, part of the poem goes, um, Orumla, uh, um re- basically relaxed against an oko tree and ate. Coco uh, Yam, he's the vice of our boy, complied issue, um, relaxed against a Coco tree and ate Coco Yam. And it's basically this Odu that talks about issue um, and Arumala marrying a woman, and this woman ends up being, um, what is she? She's, she's in this community, and um, when she's born, Arumala comes and helps her, and issue comes and helps her. And in the process, the people of the community decide. Hey, you know what we're gonna promise we promise Arumala this woman, this little this little baby, when she turns eighteen she'll be your wife. Promise Eshu this woman and when she turns eighteen she'll be your wife. Then when the young lady turns eighteen, then here comes Eshu and Arumala calling and they're like, Hey, you know, um, you promised us this young lady as our wife And then they're frantic because it's one woman and she's promised to two men. And what ends up happening is they go to um, uh, Ogun, they go to Obatala, and they go to uh, to um, Ochosi, and I believe Osan. And in the process, what ends up happening is Ogun chops down a tree, Ochosi fashions a unique facsimile of the young girl. And then um, uh, Ogun splits the young girl in half, and then splits the tree stump in half and fuses the two together. And then Obatala comes and breathes the breath of life into both of them. So then you've got two, two young ladies, and now they give one to marry Orumula, one to marry Oeshu. Uh, but then the funny thing about it is this young lady gives them, for the first three months, it's great. For the next three months, it's complete and utter hell. It feels like 30 years. And what ends up happening is in this process, um, they, Arumula gets so sick of his wife, he comes back and he's like, yo, I need to take this one back to your family. And he's like, yo, I need y'all to, can can y'all take your child back? And then they begin to sing this yere, this song. Orumla, Baba, please do not be annoyed. Please be patient. Half human, half wood, that is what a woman is. Orumla, mm-hmm. please do not be annoyed. Please be patient. Half human, half wood, that is what your woman is. And this is not, I'm not trying to present this in a form of patriarchy. I'm trying to mm-hmm. present this in a form of the challenges that sometimes a Pachebi brings. And in that regard, um, Orumla then 
goes back with his wife, and then he realizes, okay, I need to be much more patient. And then the things that she did that were challenging, he just it was funny to him. It was, you know, it was comedic to him. So I'm saying that in the sense of a petty wife then turned, transforms the awo by teaching him patience, teaching him things that he can use as he works with clients, as he works with people out there in the world. So, you know, some of the challenges that a petty wife is that can be done, should be done, what have you, is, um, you know, really just try to listen to the awo. You know, trying to listen to what he says, and deeper than what their awo spouse says, listen to what he says. That's the biggest thing. You know, and mm-hmm. uh, that's the way that harmony is created. Okay. Um, I hear you bring up a lot of challenges in regards to a woman being in a petabi. I'm sure there are positives as well. I don't want to get too far into that because I do have a second part of this question. Um, I just wanted to know if the Apeta B needed her own Ifa in order to serve her position um, to the Awo correctly. Me, um, you know, I know that there are some in some Ifa that, <clears throat> you know, uh, they are married to the the ifa of their husband. I know some women who are like that, but then with that brings some certain. As I said before, it brings certain challenges because, excuse me, if they're married to the ifa of their spouse, you know, for like for instance, me, I have an ifa that is really, really, really challenging to spouse. If my spouse is disrespectful, mean, whatever then it, it breeds a lot of confusion. It breeds a lot of problems. So what ends up happening is, is you know, for instance, for me, if my spouse is married to my spouse, then what ends up happening is it's like it's a very, 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 very fine line. God tread that line carefully because, you know, what Ifa has said. But so I'm saying that to say that, you know, I would suggest marrying one's own Ifa. Uh, also marrying, you know, marrying or being unified with the Ifa of a particular temple because, you know, there can be some challenges that that come into play. So, you know, just always being mindful. But, you know, I know some women who have who have uh, basically unified or had the ceremony, a petty ceremony with their husband's Ifa and everything is fine. But mm-hmm. the deep part about that is, the character of the woman. They have to be really, you know, the man has to be correct and the spouse, the woman has to be correct. And they really have to understand not to fight each other, not to try to tear each other down because the other funny thing about it is, you know, it's a challenge sometimes even being the wife of an awful, I know this, because it's like sometimes, you know, regular arguments that men and women have, challenges that they have, it's like, you know, if they having this argument and they got Orisha, they got Ifa, they got all these spirits, you know, these spirits and all this Ashe that's listening. When they argue, when they got a problem, then that alone 
is going to bring a challenge because then, you know, you got the the the, the of this man, this Awo, who's like, nah, I'm, you know, basically the Isheshe, the spirit, all these these uh this this Ashe that's behind him, that's like saying, nah, that ain't right. You shouldn't talk to him that way. You shouldn't deal with him that way. You shouldn't do like that to him. And then it exerts a, a force out in the world. And it's like, in order to have harmony, everybody got it. Everyone has to be patient and really try to be patient and try to exercise love and respect of one another. Because minus that love and respect is chaos, and that chaos is only going to bring more confusion, destruction, and even, you know, sometimes even death for the spouse. You know, like mm-hmm. I was saying about Osaleye, um, Osaleye, a petebi wife, if her husband is not practicing Ifa, her energy itself can kill him. That is mm-hmm. the power of a petebi wife. If he if the man ain't doing what he's supposed to do ifawas, that woman's energy can suck him up. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Hopefully I'm okay. It it does. Thank you very much for sharing all that. I will. And can you just elaborate on how an awo having his apetabi is beneficial for him? Because I noticed you said you you've talked a lot about the challenges. Um, of an apetabi, but I'm sure since, I mean, I don't know about you, but I believe in duality. So what are some positives? What are some positive things that an awo would experience? Or what kind of positive, what, what is the benefit of an awo having his apetabi? Um, really teaching the awo character, teaching him character, teaching him how to be patient, teaching him how to exercise patience, teaching him how to, you know, to negotiate conflict, you know, um, when conflict is present. How do you, you know, how does one do that? You know, it's a process. So, yeah, um, uh, a Petabi can do that. And in good character with minus the challenge, because like I said, a Petabi is like, these women are like a force. They are literally a force to be reckoned with. And that force turned on their spouse or what have you can only breed more chaos, but that force directed can bring elevation of the whole family. You know, you, you know the other thing that this is somewhat tied to, I won't say a pet to be is tied to Iami, but the other force that this is tied to is women have the ashe. Ogbe Alara also says that women are the secret. Women are the secret to the world. Um, and in Ogbe Alara, Orumila went and he cast he wanted to know the secret of the world. He wanted to know why some people were rich, some people were poor, some people had cars, some people rode a horse. Why is it that people have this discrepancy of their existence? Why is it that some people have something and some people have nothing? Why is it that some people are happy and some people are extremely sad? And what did Ifa say? Ifa said to Orumla, Baba, go and um, put, go and uh, make a bow with Shigo. After you make a bow with the Shigo, then you take the internal organs of that Shigo, clean it, clean them, and then 
um, wash those internal organs, put palm oil on them, and put it to a tree off in the forest. And Arumula did that. And then they said, then he said, wait, wait until the dead of night. Um, so Arumula took these internal organs, put them by a tree, waiting till the dead of night. It got past midnight, got past 2 a.m., got past 3 a.m. Then all of a sudden, this beautiful woman walks up out of the darkness and starts consuming these ritual mm. items. And Arumi was looking in awe, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. she says, I see you. I see you, Arumala. Come mm-hmm. on out. You can come on out from your hiding place. And he's spooked. She begins to tell him, what did you want to know? He was like, I want to know the secret. You know, like how the, you know, the book, they got that recording out, the secret. The mm-hmm. secret ain't always just how you think. It's how you treat women. Because however you treat women, how women are treated, how their elevation, what have you, is, you know, that's the secret. If if women are in your corner, then everything that you do is going to elevate. If you have the favor of your mother, then the things that you do are going to be great. You know, um, if if you have the favor of the women in your community without any level of exploitation, they're going to help you because, you know, without, without sounding chauvinistic, women are the teachers. Women are the ones who are going to educate the world before anybody else does. So this aspect, and I mean deeper than that, deeper than that, is the, the whole world was matrilineal before it was patrilineal. But uh-huh. in that you know, women are the secret. And in that regard, women have this certain power that, you know, and Ifa would call Iyami. And this energy that we, you know, we talk about at it's feminine energy and it's, it's not holistically connected to Iyami, but the mm-hmm. whole idea of how you treat women is one to bring elevation to the life of that man. If he is patient with his spouse, if he tries to nurture his spouse and, you know, do the things that are, are correct by that person, by that woman, then it's going to elevate his life. It's going to take him to the next level or levels beyond that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that – I hope that answers your question. I hope that makes sense. It does. Thank you very much, Baba. Thank you, uh, Brother Kanu, for this awesome show. Oh, not a problem. Thank you, thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. All right. Wow. Oof. Some good questions, good callers, good info you drop in here. So we have 12, 11 minutes left in the live show. Um, Baba Jassan has decided he's going to grace us for the full three hours. So for, for new listeners or whatnot, if you are listening on your computers or on a different device other than your phone, in 11 minutes, the, the show will just drop. So if you want to continue live with us, please call in at 760-454-1111. We are going to continue dropping, and we still got some specific questions specifically on the topic because <laughs> we've had some good EFA specific questions and other love and just other stuff, but 
I know some of my audience going to get on me if I don't ask some specific questions about African spirituality and the larger aspect of nation building. We hit on it with the family and how important that is. And man, woman, child, let's define family just so y'all we're clear, man, woman, and child. And so we got that. <laughs> but but there's also other aspects of nation building um, that, that, that exist. And folks, for some reason, don't get that. You still need African spirituality in that. So, um, yeah, 11 minutes left. Seven six zero four five four one 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 one. If you want to continue live, otherwise, I want to say around twelve oh five when we're all done, then you can um, download it and listen to it for free at your leisure in our archives. So, Baba, with this last bit of live time that we have, I want to hit you up yes, with this sir. question. Yes, sir. What role do you, what role do you see ATR African traditional religion? Playing in African nation building, either now one we we're going to go get deeper here, as in policy formation, as in city mm. planning, as in within African Senate University stuff like mm. that. What role does do you feel that it plays? I think it's essential as uh, as as um, uh, Ani would say. It is the asili. It is the, the inner the spirit of one's nation, you know. In terms of this, I was talking with a good a good brother of mine uh, the other day, Obafemiori uh, Origuau, and in that um, we were having a really spirited conversation about, like, in terms of neighborhoods, you know. Um, out here in America, we've got ton, we have tons of African American, African born in America communities. So, what do we do? You know, like in my neighborhood, there's a I know that there's a place where, you know, there's prostitution going on across the street. There's um, uh, drug abuse going on in the neighborhood. How do we clean up our communities? How do we take back our neighborhoods and clean up our neighborhoods from, you know, police brutality, you know, but aside from uh, police brutality and black lives mattering in that uh-huh. regard, uh-huh. what about, um, when, what about the Crips and the blood though? What about black on black violence? You know, how, how do we, how do we um, negate that? How do we, bring solution to that. So in terms of that, I we were talking about um, various things. Like, for example, why not, why can't we cast E5 for the block? Why can't I cast E5 for my neighborhood and say, E5, what is it going to take to, um, what is it going to take for myself and other um African spirituality practitioners to own homes on this block. What is it going to take for us to, to, to after we own homes on the block, then what is it going to take, what's the ebo for us to then have um, uh, successful families, for wives and husbands to stick together, 
for children to grow up healthy, you know, um, what is it going to take for that? Now, after that, now what is it going to take for us to occupy positions of prominence in the community? What's the elbow for that? And it's not a plan that lasts, it's not a, it's not a plan that lasts, you know, from, you know, three weeks. This is a plan that lasts 30 years. What is, it, Ooh, what, we, what is the EBO? What's the EBO for this? And it's not a, a process that's a one-time EBO thing. It's a protracted process. It's periodic. We check in, hey, what do we need to do now? You know, um, I'm noticing at the edge of the block there's some unsavory characters there and they're selling drugs. Ifa, what does it mean? What's the, what's the need? What, what do we need to do to clear that out? This is on a microcosm level because we're talking about if we're going to nation build still being in America. What do we do to stop the police from killing us? What, what's up with that? I live in Los Angeles, which is the, one of the top uh, areas for police brutality, number one in the nation for police brutality. What do we do for that? You know, I think that one thing in terms of Ifa particularly, you've got in all these African spiritual traditions, you got all these folks who practice, but ain't none of them coming together. Ain't none of them, to, you know, uh, coming together to do anything. And it's like, to be very honest, it's like you got four or five, up to ten nuclear reactors in the form of these Arishas or Irumales that we have. You got four or five, you know, five to ten nuclear reactors throughout the community. And they're working independently. The conversation that we had with the brother earlier of rugged individuality, we cannot have that in the African community. We can't have that in African spirituality because at the end of the day, we're all suffering from the same thing. So what is the elbow to unify the community? What is the elbow to clean the community out? That's part of it. Then after we cast that Ifa and we offer the Ebo or you know, individuals who come together as a community and say, this is what we want, then we make our decision, we talk about, we deliberate, we fight verbally, and then we come to a consensus. And then we move forward. We cast Ifa, we make Ebo, and we do the work. We follow the taboo. We follow the restrictions of that thing and we do what is necessary to bring prominence. So in terms of nation building, I'm sorry, I, I, uh, in terms of that aspect of nation building, um, the key really is unity. And unity not in a sense of, hey, we all got to believe the same thing. It's not about that. Okay. The unity that comes is that, hey, we all understand that we have a common destiny at hand. And one thing I, I always loved about Baba, Baba Dwayne Bradford, Baba Baye, is that he always said, I support my brothers and sisters' uh, opinion that they, that they disagree with me. I support them disagreeing with me, regardless. Oh. But at the end of the day, we gotta we gotta get together and roll up our sleeves and go to work. That's nation building. Um, keys to nation building, in my opinion, is 
let's have families get together. Families, you know, my wife, my children, and then the other brother who, you know, who who has a belief the same way. You, 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 Kamal, you, you and your family, we build. And it's like, okay, brother, I love you. I respect you. I respect your family. You know what? Um, do you have a son or a daughter, brother? You have a son or a daughter? Huh? Daughter. You have a daughter. Okay. Daughter. So I raise up my son in such a good way, and I'm like, you know what? Hey, brother, when we, when you know, when your daughter gets of age, I really would like my son to have a chance to uh, to to meet her, and you know, if they if they hit it off, that'd be great. You know what I'm saying? And I want that's what I want. And then we got other families that do that. And we're all you know, like like how they got Jack and Jill. I grew up in the Link Achiever program. We got we gotta have we gotta create that. In terms of nation building, we gotta create um educated, um uh spiritually grounded and um moral Africans. In America, who want to build with other Africans, and then it's like, okay, we got our African Jack and Jill program, and it's like, okay, hey, these Link Achiever program, but it's African centered, and it's like, hey, we do Ifa, we do Palo, we do um, a Khan tradition, we do um, a, a, a Sangoma tradition out here in the U.S., and you know what? Let's unify, because guess what? If my daughter, my daughter, my son marries your daughter, your son, and you practice a con, I practice Ifa, we build a unity there, then it's less likely for me one day saying, you know what? You know what? Kamal says some crazy stuff. He says some funky stuff on Facebook. I'm tripping. You know what? Uh, you know? And we, we're going to have a conversation before we act out. I'm just saying, these are various examples. Um, economics, yeah, that's built into that. But other than that, we got to have community where we just say, hey, you know what? This brother, this sister, we're going to come together. And you know what? We're going to raise our families together. And you know what? Maybe we want to move to Tyler, Texas, Ringo, Louisiana, at, uh, 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 Mississippi, somewhere like that. Maybe we want to move there. This is just here in the United States. Maybe we just want to move there, and, you know, we want to start uh, becoming, you know, while, you know what, I like you, Kamal. You know, it's like, it's like 80 of our families that came together here, and we are, the, we are the abundance in this community. Why don't you become the mayor? Why don't you run for mayor, brother? You know, why don't you run for even freaking police chief? I'm just saying. Um, okay. You know that's a that's an interesting process if we're talking about here in the United States. You know, we all come together and we're like we we families that are respectful of each other, like each other, and have like minds. You know, let's all move to this. You know, shoot, my family got land in Ringo, Louisiana. Let's move to Link Ringo, and occupy that space and infiltrate that space. And then from there, what we're going to do is, we're just, you know, we ain't going to be like David Koresh. We're just going to be like black folks. 
<laughs> we're just going to repopulate. And then all of a sudden, the people who want to do us harm, they can't come in unless they got a, they got a treaty. Uh-oh. Mm, okay. Are we going to grant that? Hold up. You the mayor. Hold up. You the chief of police. Oh, they're going to have to call the National Guard. Hold up. We down with the gun. I mean, but I'm just saying this is the United States, though, you know, on a different level. And it ain't got to be all about, you know, who riding and, you know, we about to shoot the white man up. It ain't about that. It's about, guess what? I love my family. Mm-hmm. I love my family so much that we want to have a place where it's just us and we just work with each other and we just so love to each other, you know? I got love. I got so much love for my family that I'm willing to live for them. I'm willing to fight for them. I love my family that much. That's nation building to me. That's African centered nation building. And it doesn't even have to be linked to Ifa or linked to Akan or linked to Paolo or linked to Sangoma or linked to Voodoo. It's just, hey, you know what? I love you. I don't know if that makes I like sense that. or not. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. I like that. I like that. I'm, I'm, wow. You were answering that question. I'm just, I was thinking just on a lot of the different conversations that I hear from other places. And it's like folks' definition of culture is off. Folks' definition of nation building is only one-sided. Um, and, and, and so they, when I hear those talks, the stuff that you mentioned don't come up, and it's like, mm-hmm. how are we going to sustain it? We set up the right. infrastructure, we, we 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 build the buildings, you know, we get some people to come, but the, the, if the culture hasn't changed. <laughs> If if all the stuff that we complain about over here we bring to wherever it is in the U.S., Africa, Jamaica, if we bring all that crap with us, guess what? The same stuff mm-hmm. we was complaining about here, we're going to be complaining about it on that land, on that spot. Mm-hmm. So so the culture, the, 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 the morals, the person has to change. We have been changed and transformed from Africans to something else hyphen Africans and we have to get that we got to purge from that to be sane again to be able to get to the level that, that we love to talk about as far as ancient Kemet and the Twana they weren't Europeanized they weren't <laughs> doing all this other crazy silly stuff so not saying we can get 100% back but ideally at some point our kids our great great grandkids can get to that 100%, we got to set that blueprint now. And I think you're doing it, and, and I'm trying to do it, and other folks are doing it, but all of this has to be in the conversation, and, and I don't hear all of this in, in the conversations and some of the other blog talk stuff. And so it sometimes gets this hardening for me, and so this is why I need folks like you and other folks <laughs> on the show to help bring back my spirits just to be like, okay, I'm not crazy, I'm not the only one. There are other folks out here who think like this and who are doing the work to move us in that direction. So, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Right. 
Okay, so now we are in our overtime part of the program. Um, so we got to, we go. I got some more questions for you, and I'll check the chat. We get there. So what we're going to do is we're going to um, take another quick break. And so this time we're going to play. Um, we're going to play a song from a brother who I just found out about. He he was born in Ghana and he's moved to New York. And he is the first person that I have heard because I have been asking for this for a while. And so maybe they do exist and I just ain't heard of them. But this is the first brother I know who is fusing, at least in this song, who is fusing traditional African music with hip hop. Oh, wow. Like you got folks. Yeah, you got folks doing it with classical and rock and all this other stuff, and we forget home. We, we, we fuse in it, you know, with the electronica stuff, and all that is cool, you know. Um, um, oh, God, I, I'm blanking on his name, but there's a brother who, who does the violin, and he does it in, with hip-hop beats, and, I mean, it's jamming, you know. But I'm like, where is our African music the traditional stuff fused in with hip hop. And so I finally found a brother, at least who one song has done it. I'm going to check out the rest of this stuff, see if he continues it. But um, so uh, that'll be three. Okay. So the artist that we will be playing is called Blitz the Ambassador. And the song is entitled Africa is the Future. So, so we're going to do our live close, and then we're going to play the song and then come back. So everyone who's on the line, um, please bear with us um, after this break. So Abidi Fahodie, Total African Liberation, Yabedi Inconim, we will be victorious. We're going to play the close, but we're not leaving. Then we're going to play some music and come back with Brother Jafan Ifakolade Edmonds here at Africa's Reascension. of European control works is that you have to accept a concept of reality which makes them superior. If you deny that, their thing will not work and they will lose their control. No people can be spiritually, politically, or psychologically free when they worship an image of God assigned to them by another people. The new revolution in Africa that will usher in real independence will start when Africans begin to look at all aspects of their life based upon their spirituality, their culture, and their political interests.
All right, we are back, Africa's Reassertion. This is your host, Kamal Mukasey Tafudi. Now let us bring our guests back in. Ifa Kalai, Alayroye Lasana. And again, that's all. The ambassador, Africa is the future. Okay. (laughs) So, Baba. How do you know what you're doing is real? How do you know what you're doing is real? Can dealing with the spirits be quantified via scientific methods? I guess that's sort of two questions, but 
How you know it's real? How do you know it's real, man? You know, um, you know, that's a very good question. Is you know, aside from, you know, if I work, uh, it works, and you know, you, you see the results of it. Um, yeah, you know, it, you see the results, and as in my evolution, present evolution, I'm beginning to uh, get a sense of, I don't know, I was like, the spirit speaks to me more. And I see it, and I'm, you know, thank, thankfully as I learn far better and I'm, I'm being more in tune, you know, I'm saying things that, that uh, when a person is sitting before me, that it's like, wow, he finds, you know, either either I know some sort of uh, deep detail about an individual's life or if I is really speaking. So quantified by science, European science, you know, and I, this is very interesting because I teach a class at Cal State Dominguez. I teach actually four classes there, but I teach a class called uh, ancient African civilization or African world civilizations there. And I have a very interesting student who he's a biochem major. I love this brother a lot. And he's a biochem major and he's an atheist. And he's like, everything I say, he's like, no, that can't be, it can't be, it can't be. And uh, one day one of my brothers came in from Dallas and he, he sat in a class and we were talking and uh, we were talking about, you know, this is this is some other form of science that European science has yet to figure out a way to measure. And that's the only way I can say in terms of quantifiability is that it it, it comes from a framework where, you know, you can't, measure it using European science or European tools. It's almost like we're radio waves in existence before um, we're radio waves in existence before there were radios. You know, where what was was there uh, was was uh, if a tree falls in the forest um, does it does anyone hear it? You know, and based upon that is like, if it falls in the forest, are there ears to perceive the sound? You know, and if there are ears to perceive the sound, then it does make that sound. But what happens if there were no ears yet invented to hear it? <laughs> so I'm just saying European science is childish at best. And on a certain level, it is yet to figure out the means to measure um, African science or African spirituality, the manifestation of that, although I will say this. Um, the 256 Odu are the same matrix component that created or made up the 
the, uh, the, the computer system is the same binary code that makes up computer code, that creates the Internet, that creates the synthetic world that we, we, we ponder and we exist upon. It's the same thing. So when we analyze that level of quantifiability, it can be quantified because the same thing, the same zero and one system is the same thing that creates the, the computer code that creates the synthetic world that now we've got uh, black ops and uh, black ops number two or, or um, uh, any of these video games you might note. Mm. Okay. It's the same code. Oduifa is the exact same code. You know, but the funny thing about it is the way the Europeans break it down is it creates a synthetic world. Oduifa creates real world. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Absolutely, absolutely. I remember I, I just, came, well, not just, but maybe a year and a half ago, came across somebody, I was reading a journal article, and, and there was, I'm assuming it was a brother, and he was saying the same thing, and that was the first time I had heard that before, the the Odui find the binary code piece, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> and, and, and so it's like, for me, it's like anybody who, like again, a lot of some of the questions, especially that one, came out from that 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 crazy <laughs> interview that I had on the other line, and the atheist just sort of caught me off guard because I was ready for I was you know ready for Christians who was coming online, so the atheist sort of caught me off guard. That's why I got to do a whole other show putting them in check. But I really <laughs> like. How you 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 just the the last question and with this one because you were talking about how EFA can be and should be used to take out police brutality because that was one of the things that one of the atheists was trying to say. You talking all this after spirituality stuff, but is that going to stop folks from getting shot down in the street? Is that going keep folks fed and get them off of welfare and all all this other stuff. And, of course, I didn't have time to respond because of other yelling and stuff that was going on. But I really like how you addressed that specifically. Yes, (laughs) real African spirituality can address all of that. And 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 you are in works with people to address some of that (laughs) in in, in L.A. and other places. The the, 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 the the science piece and especially the European science piece. No. It it, it 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 we can't you they can't fully figure our stuff out. So if your whole paradigm mm-hmm. is on science is your new God and, and European science is your new God, then no, you can't figure out real life history is valid. And so if you don't believe in it based off of that paradigm, then I'm sorry for you. Ain't no way I can mm-hmm. explain it what was that one meme? I can explain it to you all day, but I can't. I can't understand it for you. Right. <laughs> you got to do that, but you got to make a paradigm shift to be able to understand it. And so you were just hitting mm-hmm. on some magnificent points because, like, out in LA, do you come across quite a few atheists who just don't believe 
and spirits and nothing? And if you do, how do you talk to them, or do you choose the better route and don't talk to them? I mean, you know, real, realistically, I got love in my heart, and I try to have love in my heart for everyone. And um, in that regard, it's like, you know, brothers and sisters, don't believe. It's cool. We can have a conversation, you know. But the deep part about that conversation is just the aspect of, hey, it's stuff in this world that you can't see. It's stuff in this world that you can't even see. And the, that's the funny part is they think that this world is all material, and it ain't. Yes. It ain't that. You know, I don't, bro, I don't seen folks talk to stuff, to animals, and they die. And then told me, hey, you know, if, if I can do this to an animal, guess what? I was like, I already know. <laughs> talk to a human, make them go to sleep. Mm-hmm. That can't be measured. You know, that can't, I mean, as people be like, oh, yeah, that's crazy. No, I, bro, I've seen it. I've seen people, bro. I've seen, um, I've, I've seen people ingest medicine, and then after that happened, they come and chop that person up with a machete. But the cold part about it is the machete don't cut them. I've seen it. I've witnessed it. I've been a part of it. So Ooh. when we talk about that aspect of the science, it's like, uh, you know, nothing in my Eurocentric Western education has enabled me to understand that. So I just relinquish understanding from a European perspective. And I'm just like, okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. Bro, I, I done seen people take medicine and get, and then after that, then it's like, okay, I want to see if the medicine works before they can say anything about, hold up, don't cut me with that knife. They done already been cut. And the knife didn't do nothing but leave a red mark that went away in five seconds. Oh. So I'm just saying, if that's real, which I know empirically to be real, then we're working on a whole different level of reality. You know, like what happens if you know the secret name of iron? What happens if you know the secret name of wood? What happens if you Ooh. know the secret name of these aspects of things out in the world? What happens if you know the secret name of lead? I'm, and people are like, oh, yeah, 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 whatever. You, you know, really? Come on now. What happens? I mean, there is an energy, there is a force out there that exerts and works in the world. What happens when you can, I mean, I was talking today in the temple at Ifa Temple, and I said to the people, I was like, ODIFA is like computer code. And I asked them, I was like, how many of y'all know, remember that scene in The Matrix? How many of y'all seen The Matrix? And remember when uh, when the agents were shooting at Neo, and Neo looked at the bullets and said simply, no. <laughs> and the, all he saw was code. Mm-hmm. And then the bullets started shooting, and then he, they stop, and then he picks one out of the air and looks at it, and they all right. fall down, and then all the agents take off running, and he commenced to hand them their hat. <laughs> okay, 
Now, I know that this sounds so far-fetched and so weird and so crazy, but there are people who actually can do this. And I'm just going to leave it like that. And the cool part about it is wondering who and how they get that information. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, player. Hold up. We've been around for at least three, four million years, though. When you measure it like that, it's like, I mean, we, I, my people have been here before the police. We've been here before your racist government. <laughs> right. And right. we're going to be here when they're done. And that's the cold, scary reality is I done been here. And I'm going to be here. And I know your secret. I can talk to you and make you live or die. Now what? So I. No, go ahead, go ahead. Finish the no, I'm just saying, now what? <laughs> and that's the, that's the crazy, cold, scary reality of the whole piece is that when we uh, when we align with the divine what and what's infinite and it's, it's it's beyond just saying some words and just you know I'm I you know I got I'm a Scorpio and I'm completely in tune with the reality of the world no it's deeper than that it's deeper it's much deeper than that you might have to get all your hair cut off and get painted oh and then get incisions in your scalp. You might have to do that. You might have to get buried in the ground. And then Ooh. have somebody reach out and resurrect you. You might. I'm just saying. That might have to be the thing. So I have to follow it up with this two-part question. Because okay. you, I'm going I, I, I was so crazy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because I, I'll tell you, if you listen to that, the, the interview show, the stuff I was saying, folks thought I was crazy too. And I ain't even go deep as you just did. But I gotta, I gotta follow it up with these two questions. One, if we were so powerful, why did we get enslaved in the first place? And second, if we are so powerful now, and and you know people who can do this stuff. Why is Zimmerman still walking around? Why is Darren Wilson still walking around? Why is the the, 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 the motherfucker who killed Tamir Rice still walking around? Why are some of these specific enemies of us still around? If you know these folks who got all this power and we've got our enemies, open enemies, still out walking around breathing the air while Brother Tamir is gone and Sandra's gone and all that sort of stuff. So if we were so powerful, why am I talking to you now in English? Why were we enslaved? And if we've got that power now, why are some of these open enemy bastards still breathing air? First thing, lack of unity. And I mean, you know, it's not just lack of unity, it's betrayal. The thing of it is, is um, any in uh, Ifa 
spiritual persuasion, we have a, a group of deities called Egbe. And Egbe is basically, Egbe is a word that means group. And um, Egbe is a, a echelon of highly spiritually developed individuals. Children are very closely associated with Egbe because they can see them. This is basically a spiritual group in heaven. If a person is a leader here on earth, they were a leader in heaven. And most leaders here on earth are given information by their Egbe. Their Egbe is just sitting up feeding them information like, hey, go this way, go that way, do this, do that, so on and so forth. People, you know, people you think are like psychic and, um, and have some kind of really, you know, deep connection to spirit on some kind of level that you can't really explain. And the Yoruba idea, it's connected to Egbe. Leadership connected to Egbe. But ironically, um, in the Yoruba tradition, um, one of the icons, basically the aspect, basically the 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 the, the, the the icon or the symbol for Egbe, one of the esoteric symbols for Egbe was a um a a shackle, a slave shackle. Ooh. That basically well, depicted bad leadership. So oh that alone tells me that one reason for the problem of being enslaved is bad leadership. The other thing is this. When is this, the challenge that Africans face now, face back then, is not different from the problem that we face here in America. Like I was saying before, it's like you got 10 nuclear reactors in South Central. I got 10 Babalaos that I know with Ifa and Odoo and all this and that, and they got them all lined up in their house. And then the challenge is you got 10 Awos working independently of each other. Oh, okay. You know? And it's like, what happens when we get together and we say, you know what, this is what we want? Just that alone brings Ashe. I was talking to uh, the other day about an Odu Okarnofu that incarnates uh, this symbol that we in Ifa call Ogbashe, and it's called the Garden of Command. It's the garden that all the Orisha and Arumale came together and they um, made manifest. Like basically, Oladomari God gave all the Orisha and Arumale this power through Ogbashe, um, you know, and in terms of Duogbashe, what ends up happening is um, it's this Ashe that God gave the Orisha to help bring wealth, pop, you know, populate the earth, so on and so forth. So in terms of that, um, in terms of that, what's happening is you know, this is a power. This is an Ashe that, you know, the Orisha, the Rumale can use to exert to bring things into manifest on earth is also something that human beings can use if they know what Ogbashe is. We can use this 
to bring things to our communities if it is for the good good of the community, not to curse anybody, but to bring good into the world. So, I mean, I think that that makes sense in the sense of what can't be done, what has been done to kind of break us from our naturally unified place with um with the with the with our ancestors with um the the Arumale, the Arisha. Um but the your other question in terms of like why Zimmerman and all these individuals are still around I mean that's a very interesting question because it's like at the end of the day, you know, um like how many of us are casting Ifa that for their justice? for justice to happen to them. You know, how many of us are coming together? And, I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, you know, me and other Awos had done things in regards to the Zimmerman situation and other things. But then at the end of the day, it's like, what do you do with, you know, in terms of um, when we when we deal with, uh, like, you don't want to be cursing, but the other aspect is, how do we do things to bring elevation to our life? Because it can't maintain in a situation of consistent struggle and reaction. It's like, all right, so how do we elevate? And that kind of goes back to the question of I always need to be unified. And it's like, and then the other funny thing is there's a deity called Oro. And Oro is not to really be spoken of in public, but I'll say about Oro, and I'll say something about Zagbek um, and Benin. Oro is in Yoruba land. Zagbeku is in Benin. And um, these are, I would say, spiritual mechanisms that are used to help cleanse the community of dysfunction. You know, Oro, for example, okay. you know, like, one thing that we that can happen is possibly people can, you know, uh, in order to cleanse the community of police brutality, problems, challenges, and that, so on and so forth, is feed Oro and have Oro do what they do. And, you know, you might start seeing individuals just start disappearing. That is the nature of Oro. Zagbetu Similar. I don't know as much about Zagbetu. I'm not initiated into either of those traditions, but those are um, those are various mechanisms that individuals can deal with in order to bring the order that we need. You know, you know, like uh, uh, the issue about Zimmerman, the issue about um, these individuals who are murdering our young people. You know, at the end of the day, you know, of course, raise your children, right. Um, But also just the process of like, hey, you know, we need to feed these energies that are used to help cleanse the community and cleanse it of dysfunction and violence in terms of, you know, things that are, you know, done towards us. That's the Yoruba thing. On the Ifa and the Apollo thing, they got a totally different way of dealing with that stuff. It's more direct. Cause, yeah, I'm about to follow it up with, 
I'm sure our ancestors, some of our ancestors want us to avenge them. I mean, I hear what you're saying as far as cleaning up the community, you reduce the dysfunction as, most, as much as possible to, uh, in, in some respects to reduce the possibility of police brutality. If you ain't acting crazy, and ideally they shouldn't have a reason to shoot us. But you still got the Sandra Bland stuff. You still got, I mean, the, 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 the Tamir Rice piece just really messes with me because this is a 12-year-old boy with a toy gun, and in two seconds, one point, you know, whatever, they, they, they took him out. But we even have examples of folks who were not doing nothing wrong, and the cracker just decided, I'm going to take, hey, take your life. So that's not an issue of, Bad upbringing That's not an issue of community dysfunction That's the issue of We got an enemy who's trying to take us out And so therefore I'm like we need to Avenge them We need to do some stuff Well I almost got in trouble For this at a, at a retreat I was at I was like at what point Can we go on the spiritual offensive And it's funny Because there was only one other person In my age group who felt me and what was very interesting is they had a guest speaker who came to that retreat, and unbeknownst to them, he, his talk was basically about that, avenging, because everybody else, other folks in my age group <laughs> and the older folks was like, no, no, we can't do that. We're not in a space and a time to do that. And, and me and the other brothers was like, well, when is it going? How many more? Is there like a, a number? A million of us got to die by a police bullet or by something stupid, and then it's okay to do it. So I'm hoping you feel me. At what point do we go into offensive mode? At what point do we go to into avenging what happened mode? Because we can't just keep being so passive. I agree. But here's the issue is how do you do that? In order to, how do you do that and maintain your own peace? That's the challenge. And, you know, Benin, like I said, Benin Savudu, Paulo, they have different ways of looking at this, you know? Um, and some of this, some of the discussion of this is not to be held publicly. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Some of that, some of that discussion. As far as I'm concerned, you know, that's not like, you know, that's another component of nation building that I didn't mention is your own uh, force for police and protection. Your own. Our own. And that's the part, that's the main hinge of it all because if you ain't got that, then how are you going to have the family? And keep the family and help the family, nurture the family, protect the family if you ain't got the protection of it. So in terms of that, you know, um, with that, I mean, I, I would be more more concerned. You know, it's, as I said before, some of that is like, you know, um, you know, there are certain abode that you do that have a certain effect that is not, the general effect of just like, hey, shiny, happy people holding hands. It's not like that. <laughs> um, feeding a role. When I said when I mentioned a role, when I said certain people start disappearing, I mean certain people start disappearing. 
<laughs> you know, a spiritual force that you feed, you deal with that will go through the community and cleanse it. You know, um, Zagbetu, same thing. And so, in that re- regard, <clears throat> from the, the, the Ifa perspective, it's that both uh, through uh, Palo is something different. You know, Palo on a certain level, I, I've heard, you know, one of my uh, elders in Palo, uh, Tata Ernesto, he talks about Palo. He's like, he doesn't look at Palo. He does. He, he says that he doesn't look at Paulo like, from a religious standpoint, he looks at it almost like a martial art. Hmm. Okay. So, in that perspective, okay, how we use it for defense. And the other thing about that is, you know, being a true person. You know, basically defense Defending oneself as a capoeira person who does makulele, piper, these other martial arts, I'm not going to be the one putting that on YouTube. I'm going to be up there saying, hey, this is what I know how to do. Check it out. I'm not going to give you my secrets. So what I'm saying is, you know, there are folks who do things. And, um, I'm going to just leave it like that. You know, you don't really, some of that stuff you don't really, you know, it's not meant to be said publicly. So in terms of, you know, I'm not, I would not speak in the realm of vengeance. You know, I'm talking about maintaining one's good character, but there are certain both that one does that if you're the person who is challenging or chastising or trying to bring you down, they continue to fight you and you know, there's a verse in um in uh um uh Odu O Turtuka where we say, um, if anyone wishes this Ebo not to be accepted, may they go to heaven with the Ebo. And I will leave it <laughs> like that. <laughs> okay. I feel you. I got you. <laughs> I mean, they, you understand what I mean? happened with the able. Mhm. And somehow, well, you know, we just don't. Sometimes we just don't touch on that, but that that is part of the that is part of Isa. That is part of the Odu. That is part of the you know the the mechanism that makes that Odu work. So I'm just saying, you know. If you don't want this apple to go to heaven, if you want to stand in the way of this apple, you and the apple can go. So get out the way. Because, okay, it's good you bringing that up and and calming me down. Because it, it, folks tend to want to have, no, let me say it this way. Folks have misrepresented African spirituality as all peace and love and hugging trees and all that other sort of stuff and all that. And so it, it, it's good. I, I know that you, of course, like you said, there's certain stuff that can't be mentioned fully and directly, but I do think that we have to, that's why I specifically call it real African spirituality, so we can make a distinction because a, a lot of new age crap 
is being misrepresented as African spirituality, and folks just run with it. And I'm like, again, I'm more of an intellect in it as far as articles and books and talking with folks. And, you know, I've got my shrine and stuff, but I'm not initiated into any system. But I know what I know from reading and talking with folks. And so you, being initiated in not one, not two, but three systems, and you've shared, you have seen stuff. And you can do some stuff, and, and so I think that's that difference there, and and it, it, it's just got to be said that that mm-hmm. we are about peace and, and sustaining our peace, but we do have another side, and and it was on full display in Haiti and in Jamaica and in Suriname, and some of us are just waiting. For it to be on full display here So we can get our enemies Off our backs and then get Into maintenance And, and full building and, and, and sustaining mode Because right now we're at war So so we got to sort of go at it with a war Footing but I understand that Like you said everything can't be Talked about here you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. All I'm going to say is You know yeah um, There are certain Of course change can do, you know, there's certain things that literally, you know, and when we look at it from an Ifa perspective, the best thing to do is looking at a koshe. A koshe is basically Ifa medicine and Ifa medicine for victory. How do you, you know, what are those, what are those things that one can do? Well, Yeku Meji has some very interesting things. There's a koshe one can do, um, yeah, there's certain a kosher that one can do. Uh, it's basically Oyekumeji. One of the verses says, uh, "Eshu, send all my enemies to heaven." <laughs> and I'm, and you know, we can't just sit back and be like, "Ha ha 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 ha." No, that's in Oyekumeji, as if oh, we we're trying to avoid it and say it's all peace and love. It is peace and love, but don't test me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, in that regard, I mean, I'm sorry. That that's just real. There are certain mechanics in that Odu, that you know, and, but that Odu you fought for victory. So you want to be victorious against those who are trying to fight you and bring you down. I'll give. I'll talk about that. This is in Baba Popola. Shalak Popola's book, um, A Koshe 101 uh, Medicines. There's a verse of uh, Oyekumeji. And in that Odu, it talks about send my enemies to heaven. I won't give the full verse. I'll give you what you do. You you know, you have our woe. Now, Baba Lao, write the verse on the opponent, chant the Odu. Um, chant that particular verse of the Odu, and then you make very, very, very hot a koshe, uh, very, very, very hot, excuse me, uh, echo, which is uh, fermented, uh, uh, it's called pat. You make that, and um, you put the ierosun in the pat when it's very hot, and you have to drink it extremely quickly while it's boiling hot. And this is a koshe for victory, a koshe to fight your enemy. Hmm. So, you know, that's, that's definitely something that people can do. 
on the EFA level. You said that's 101 EFA medicines and herbal remedies? Correct. Apola, okay. I was just looking that up. Okay. Yeah, look that up. But the best thing to do is have a Baba Lao to do it. You know, on the EFA, on Apollo level, you get some Fula or Chamba. Anyway, I'm going to stop there. (laughs) Fula. (laughs) Those who know what Fula is, it is Fula. It is gunpowder. But, I'm, you know, oh. being a Bawalao, or being an Awo, excuse me, an Omar Awo, um, you know, I'm not, like, I'm not going to say publicly about that because, you know, I respect Apollo tradition, but some people, you know, they want to put, they want to attach a certain stigma to you if you are also, you know, you have a prenda. But I'm just saying... We as African people, we cannot afford to take on the the challenges and discrepancies of African people from the continent. We have to. We we. One thing that you and I both know is that we as African people have full ancestral rights to all of Africa. Yes. You know, from and, the root to the tutor. Right. You know, and we got stuff in us that. The Nigerian don't have And we got stuff in us that might Make us be like hold up hold up player You sold my grandmama <laughs> into slavery You know We we might could say And I'm using colloquialisms I'm using uh, black English Vernacular we might could say that To a Nigerian <laughs> You know we might could say that To a, a Congolese You know We might could say that Mm-hmm. So I'm just mm-hmm. saying, you know, you've got to be aware of all those things as we do this. But, yeah, you know, it's, there are ways. And, you know, the main, t- the main thing about Ifa, the main thing that we have to do is maintain our character. We have to maintain and try to be, continually be of good character and try to be correct and right and do what is, um, uh, you know, we have to try to be correct, and that's the best thing. But in the process, you know, you got to do that work to protect your family. Bottom line. Yeah. Bottom line, you have to do the work to protect your family. So we have about five minutes left in the show before they boot us all off. So please, if you, within this time, Share any last thoughts that you would like to share, as well as um, contact information or websites or just all that sort of stuff. So, last thoughts and how folks, how serious folks want to say that can get in touch with you. Black people, you know, one thing we have to do is we need to unify, and we have to we have to get together and talk to one another. You know, um, for me, the place, you know, my, my, my Facebook page, Jocelyn Edmonds, you know, um, I would suggest people go there if they want to communicate with me. Um, you know, also, I'm at Otro Temple 
in Los Angeles. Um, you can come there. We're, we're starting another temple in South Central, and I'll probably be in a, a more prominent position there. Um, mm-hmm. Also, uh, my email address is alafose at yahoo.com. Uh, Facebook page, as I said, Jason Edmonds on Facebook. My uh, Twitter is, uh, I think, what is my Twitter page? It is Elegua, uh, E-L-E-E-G-U-A. So you can go there. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm uh, interested in working with all of us all of our organizations to unify us because at the end of the day, we literally cannot afford to fight over petty differences. So, does that make sense? Yes. Yes, yes. Um, oh, right. What else do I need? I don't know. Phone number? Do I need to get my number out? I don't know if I need to get my number out. <laughs> No, 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 you, you, you did good. Yeah, so anyway. Hello? And so, yeah, yeah. if folks didn't get that, you know, y'all can hit me up at Kamal301 at yahoo.com, and I can shoot it to y'all if, if y'all didn't catch it. Um, and he gave all his information, too. Um, this This was magnificent. I mean, Again, I keep saying this. You said a lot of stuff that helped calm my spirit down after that last interview that I did that I want to bear to the world next week. Um, but but yeah, this this was magnificent. We we can't get around it. All of our success has come with a fusion. Uh, I think folks try to. What word am I looking for? Separate. Again, doing the European thing, separate church from state. So they think that they can have African spirituality in this nice little nook and nation building in this little nook and family over in this little nook. And that is so anti-African, I can't think of nothing else that's more anti-African. It's all fused together. And if you're going to have Africa come out your mouth, African spirituality has to be the next thing out your mouth. African nation building, African family, man, woman, and child, all that stuff is fused together. And I think being miseducated over here, we think we have the luxury of compartmentalizing these different aspects of our culture and reality when it's not true. And all the success that we had fighting against this beast, the majority of it happened with no, the totality of it happened as far as all that sovereignty that we got. Haiti, Palmares, um, the Salamanca people the, uh, in Jamaica, all of that happened with a fusion of African spirituality with what our ancestors was going through. And if we think we can take one step without it, it's a wrap. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna just say it like that. It's a wrap. Um, yeah. So, whew, Madasi, Madasi, 
for, for to, 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 to grace us by coming on the show. The door is always open if you've got some stuff that's going on and you want to put it out to an audience because, you know, um, like I said, we've been doing this for about five, almost six years, so we've got a pretty good international audience. So if you got some stuff you're doing, we can definitely carve out some time, bring you on so you can share it, um, whatever, whatever. But Africa's reascension door is open for you, brother. Man, thank you. You know, this is a family thing, though. You know, this is family, you know, so I'm so excited and thankful for you to to be doing this. And it's it's really just the same process of what I've always known you, known you to be about. So I'm thankful and I'm so honored and I'm uh, really happy about your own development, brother. You know, so, you know, I, I look forward to the continued process of this. Yeah, I'm trying to catch up with you now. <laughs> it's all good. It ain't. It, as I said before, it's work. It is work. True that. Mm-hmm. All right. So before they kick us off, we're gonna close the show. Like we say, next week we'll be here doing a rebuttal from our show <laughs> two Fridays ago. Again, Madasi for coming on, Baba, and may you and your family be well. All right, Ashe. God bless. I'll see you soon, you know. God bless you, all right? May the ancestors be with you. May Ola Damari be with you. May Ola Damari bless you. Ashe? Ashe. Ashe. All right, let's close it out before they kick us out. Um, again, Abibi Fahodier, Total African Liberation, Yabeti Inconim, we will be victorious. See you all, barring anything crazy, next week. No people can be spiritually, politically, or psychologically free when they worship an image of God assigned to them by another people. The new revolution in Africa that will usher in real independence will start when Africans begin to look at all aspects of their life based upon their spirituality, their culture, and their political interests.